Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Health Wealth Podcast. We've got another exciting episode for you this week uh, and educational. We've got some changes coming up and some interesting things which we're going to share with you today. So it's going to be a good one. Um, It's myself and Barry here today. So first off, uh, Barry, how are you doing? Enjoying the sunnier climates than what the rest of us have been left with? Yeah, it looks a bit different this week, Ryan. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I should have done this uh, from the rooftop terrace. Yeah, um, you should have done it outside and rubbed it in that you've got sunshine. If, if we had it scheduled in the afternoon, for sure. But I <laughs> uh, didn't want to make everyone back home too, too jealous about it. So, uh, yeah, but, uh, it's been a nice, nice break. And uh, just away from the, you know, the, the, the some of the distractions back home and um bit of sunshine and some, capturing some content and um and working on 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 the health wealth and, and my own course as well so um for bk athleticism but uh um yep it's work never stops and um yep more, absolutely more than happy to to check in and record another episode for the viewers um and uh, yeah looking forward to, to the discussion ahead Awesome. Yeah. And it shows the commitment. Barry's away on holiday and he's still he's still here recording the, the podcast. So that's that's good to see. <laughs> right. So one of the things we're going to do, uh, we, we just thought we're going to slightly change up the structure of the podcast, at least for a little while. Uh, moving forward, we wanted to try and make it a bit more educational and a bit a bit easier for people to take away, like break it down a bit simpler to really try and help people uh, with their health issues and health conditions so we're going to run kind of a series where we're going to look at specific health conditions each week and we're going to look at what causes them you know how they work what you can do to treat them through diet and lifestyle and and how that works um so we thought we'd just kind of kick off this first week by talking a bit about um what metabolic health is because these are all metabolic lifestyle conditions they're not infectious diseases you know, they're, they're not just bad luck. They're not um, injuries. They're, they're metabolic um, conditions of lifestyle. So we're going to run through the basics of what that is. And then the following week, we're going to jump into our first um, our first specific health condition and, and kind of run through that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this gives it more of a, a structured um, feel about it. That we're actually, um, although we're, we're having a really knowledgeable discussions and the viewers are getting a lot of value, um, this is uh, being in more detailed, answering specific questions for, for those out there with specific uh, health ailments and um, struggles and how we can um, be more direct in how to and how to. Uh, Com- and for, to advise them on how to combat that um, within their, their lifestyle uh, and their diet. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this um, this new change-up uh, and structure. And, um, yeah, like the, 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 basically the, the, the first one that we'll kick off is how would you define metabolic health, Ryan? Okay, so, I mean, this is an interesting one because different places, you know, you t- to speak to different people, they can define it slightly differently. But overall metabolic health what we would say is having optimal levels of blood glucose and triglycerides hdl blood pressure and waist circumference they're kind of the main things um that we'd look at if you've got good levels of all of them you'd be classed as metabolically healthy which um we'll discuss later on when we're talking other stuff a lot of people don't the majority of people don't qualify for that it's it's a small amount Um, yeah and then 
metabolic syndrome is where you're, you know, that's where you have metabolic issues and you're probably going to become ill. So again, there's different variables for defining it for different places, but they're all pretty similar. Um, so the one I like is where people have three or more of um, any of these things, which is a, a waistline of 35 inches or more for men, um, for women, sorry, 40 inches or more for men, um, a fasting glucose above 100, um, HDL cholesterol less than um, 40, triglycerides above 150, and high blood pressure, which is probably above 130 over 85. That's the general one I use. Now, the World Health Organization, which, you know, we don't like to listen to too much of what they say, but but what they define it as is, it's interesting because they actually define it as insulin resistance has to be one plus any two of the others, which would be abdominal obesity, triglycerides above 150 and or HDL below 40. So they'll take either of them. Their blood pressure is 140 over 90 or greater, so slightly higher. Um, and then they have a couple of other things of, of protein levels in, in urine, but the main ones are, are them, which is quite interesting to begin with, because obviously there's a lot of different places that have their own kind of uh, levels for it. And none of them, as you'll notice, mention LDL. So obviously, you know, with, you know, saturated fat and eating animal proteins and everyone talks about, you know, LDL being this dangerous thing and, and whatever, but actually none of them actually have LDL as a level of, being metabolically unhealthy it's only hdo and triglycerides they look at which is interesting but that's basically what it is so using those metrics you can define if you are metabolically healthy um or not and i would say if your triglycerides were near 150 i would say you're metabolically unhealthy i mean they're quite we've talked before about how le the general levels used for the general public are not optimal levels. So, you know, if you're reaching that, you're already quite out and HDL of 40 is low. You know, if you're down there, you're definitely unhealthy. You'd probably metabolically unhealthy before you even reach those points. So that that's the kind of overview of, of what metabolic health is classed as. Yeah. And in terms of, uh, how if people in the, the or the general public or individuals how how would they go about ascertaining these levels? So obviously with things like weight weight circumference, you know waistline that that that's pretty obvious. You know, um, they, they can obviously measure that, and you can just tell by the way somebody looks whether they're carrying too much weight. But how how would they go about actually, um, you know, measuring the level of of glucose and their blood pressure and triglycerides? Would it is there would they need uh, a medical professional or is there, there can they do it online is there some um what what would be the best advice that you would give for for those who who want to obtain um those readings in order to get a better um a better sense of where they are um metabolically yeah um that's a great question because obviously you know having this information is one thing but like you say people need to put it into action so Obviously, um, a blood pressure, you know, is, you know, if you had one of the little cuffs, I know my dad used to have one. I don't know if he still does. You, you could technically measure that yourself. But in terms of obviously triglycerides, HDL, blood glucose, you're going to need to um, get that done on a blood test. Now, you can order ones online and do it private. You now this depends where you live. You could probably get one from your doctor. But being in the UK like we are, unless you are <laughs> unhealthy, or you can really push your doctor, 
a lot of them will not give you a blood test. You know, we, we've, I think we spoke about this with Akis last week, didn't we? That if, if yeah. you're reasonably healthy, they don't want to help you. Yeah. So you may have to get a test ordered. So you'd be looking at a, a lipid panel to get your HDL and your triglycerides um, and then a, a glucose test for your fasting glucose. So it's, and it's obviously it's fasting glucose. So obviously you, you need to be fasted for it. And don't just take a fasting glucose at any point of the day. You you yeah. have to do it properly. The test will probably come with instructions. They Some of them might vary in the amount of hours they want you fasted. And um, I think the minimum is normally six to eight, but probably you, if, you, if you're over 12 hours fasted, I would say is better. Leave at least 12 hours fasted before you test it. Um, just so yeah, that, yeah, yeah for, for fasted yeah. glucose or fasted insulin, really for any blood test, you should want to be fasted for a minimum of 12 hours um, because food can still affect your levels and be in your system um, for that long. So I would always say, some of them will say less, but I would always say a minimum of 12 hours fasted before you take a blood test. So yeah, if someone's interested, they could do them. Um, that, so they could order it private. They could get a little blood pressure cuff themselves and do it. And um, they could try their doctor. You know that you, your doctor may, and especially if you're someone who's already um, got some health issues, your doctor's more likely to give you a, a blood test then and take your blood pressure just to, like a standard medical. So yeah, that, that would be the, the procedure for it. You'd only need a couple tests. I say a lipid panel, uh, fasting glucose test, um, and then obviously your, your blood pressure would be manually taken and you can measure your, your waist yourself. Well, that's really helpful for for the, the, the viewers and the listeners, Ryan, um, because a lot of people don't, they don't have the, the means or they don't have the knowledge on how to go about doing that. And many of them, um, you know, most most people don't realise that these levels can 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 reach dangerous levels and if they're not careful and, and that's why it's so important to, to be optimally healthy um but having access to this information on how they can get they can obtain the um they can obtain the readings for for themselves um is obviously very beneficial so it's all out there and um what what would you say like the, the role of glucose is in all this? I mean, because we've obviously talked about glucose, uh, glucose levels and and insulin resistance. So so how does that tie into your metabolic health? Yeah, so glucose is one of the most important things when it comes to metabolic health because glucose is one of the main issues. You know, not the only one, but you know we're consuming way more glucose than we used to and a lot more than we need to. Um, and so it, it kicks off a number of processes which contribute towards poor metabolic health. So obviously when we consume glucose, the body signals to the pancreas to release insulin. Um, that insulin, the hormone is released and it tells cells to take glucose in because essentially the whole system essentially is to maintain blood glucose levels because if blood gl glucose levels go high and are high for a period of time is dangerous our body has a load of systems to maintain that blood glucose that's really important for our health and um, which is why it's one of the signals of of poor metabolic health um, and then once the cells accept the glucose in they can use it for energy um, they, they can um, make it into atp which is the, the energy that cells use um, excess glucose can get stored in a number of ways so um glycogen in the muscle and the liver and then it can also be stored um, in fat cells as uh, triglycerides so that's why if you have really high triglycerides that's a sign that you've got too much sugar in your system because that's yes, uh, an overload then of, of glucose that's really that's really yeah 
exactly yeah, yeah. work within your body yeah yeah exactly and so then when you need energy you can uh then your body can then convert the the glucose that's not convert sorry use the glucose in your bloodstream or convert the glycogen in your muscles in your liver into energy um, and use that and obviously it can also use um fatty acids from fat for energy and um the breakdown of, of protein so amino acids it can change them and, and fats into energy which obviously we know all about because we talk that about that a lot on the on the um the podcast that that's our alternate energy system and yeah. as we talk about the the preferred energy system because it doesn't come with all the negative side effects that the that the glucose does um which we we can look into a bit more because it just when we consume too much glucose it basically throws off the balance of a lot of things in our body you know there's a lot of people that promote carbs and say carbs are fine and and there are people that can have lots of carbs and still seem reasonably healthy and maybe be reasonably healthy but overall it, it does a lot of things in our body which we don't want and throws a lot of things out of balance so obviously excess glucose is going to cause excess insulin released and over time cells are going to become numb to insulin so basically every time glucose goes up insulin is released and it tells the cells to take in glucose but after a while these cells are packed full of glucose and they say no we're not taking any more glucose stops yes. responding and that and that's called insulin resistance which obviously is you know what we know that's again the who class insulin resistance as one of their factors for metabolic health for, for metabolic syndrome sorry and and that leads to diabetes and a lot of other um a lot of other conditions. So you then start to see the raise in blood glucose levels. So this is why I'll just make a quick point here as well. Obviously with the, uh, the markers, the general markers of metabolic health, one that's not included, which I personally would probably include is fasting insulin because fasting insulin um, shows up high a lot earlier than fasting glucose because of that, <clears throat> that method that we're talking about there. Your, glucose will stay at an acceptable level because you're releasing so much insulin and over time you become insulin resistant and then your blood glucose goes up but you've already had high insulin for a long time so if you test your fasting insulin you would have known earlier that you had metabolic issues rather than waiting for the high blood glucose to to show up so if someone yeah. is really interested i would say also do a fasting insulin test which is harder to get hold of. Again, doctors don't test for it. They only test for glucose. So it's harder to get hold of. You've got to put a bit more legwork in. But if you can get a fasting insulin test, do that because that will give you an earlier signal that you're metabolically unhealthy and will allow you to um, to make changes earlier. And it, it, if the earlier you do it, the better. Prevention's better than the cure. Um, other issues you have from yeah. the high glucose, you've got um, high insulin, obviously blocks stored fat from being broken down, which we know about again. So you, when insulin's high, you can't use fat for energy. So you're going to start to store it. Um, it yeah. causes in, inflammation, oxidative stress, um, and glycation. So there's lots of um, negative things that we're getting from it. So yeah. the majority of chronic diseases are linked to um, poor Please. blood glucose. Yeah. yeah. So we've got type 2 diabetes, you know, cardiovascular disease, stroke, dementia, Alzheimer's. Um, all of these are, are linked to to glucose. So it's very, very important. Um, and I say, these are lots of the conditions that we're going to be looking at and they're, they're metabolic conditions. They're caused by what we're eating and what we're, what we're putting in our bodies. You know, you go back a couple hundred years, humans died of infectious disease and starvation. Now we just die of 
lifestyle diseases. We're poisoning ourselves to death. We, we, the, the medical advances we made got rid of the infectious diseases, you know, brilliant. But now we're just poisoning ourselves um, with our food. And so that we really need to change. And on average, we are eating 10 times more sugar than we did a hundred years ago. That's a, that's a rapid increase of 10 times. And only 12% of Americans are considered metabolically healthy, which is crazy. That's a very, very small amount. So that kind yeah. of just covers, you know, a bit on, on the effects that glucose has in it and its, its role in metabolic health. Yeah, great analysis, Ryan. It's, I mean, 12% is, it's, it's tragic, isn't it? Um, and I don't know that's for the UK are, but I don't think they're too much, too much better. Um, I would think we're similar, yeah. And uh, th this is why, I mean, something like, um, you know, that this is why a strategy like fasting can really help, you know, especially with to, 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 to lower those glucose levels and actually give your, your cells and your body a chance to, to clear out and regenerate um, and, and stabilize things, which is yeah. why we're so big on it. Even if you're not doing it as a consistent lifestyle choice, just doing it for a couple of days, especially after a period of, of um, high sugar consumption or, you know, a, a, a two week holiday where you've been binging. Yeah, absolutely. So, I, I'm actually just, yeah, so I, I actually just today earlier, I had a conversation before we recorded this. I was speaking to my dad um, I'm currently helping him with with a couple of little health issues and we were talking about stuff and I've got him intermittent fasting. And, and we actually had that conversation that the fact that you're intermittent fasting um, actually will give you benefit regardless of what you're eating in your eating window. Obviously eating the optimal food is right. But as you just said there, like the fasting is so powerful, even even if you're not eating exactly what you, you should do. Yeah, absolutely. I've um you know, I've had, uh, I haven't been fasting um, the last couple of days. So I've just been enjoying uh, food and eating like this um, or just having this sort of schedule um, day to day um, wouldn't, uh, wouldn't be conducive. And I'd, I'd quite, I'd quite quickly feel um, out of sorts. Um, but it's okay because I've ring fenced that, that time and I'm actually quite enjoying it because I know come Tuesday there will be, there will be, my body will be closed for business, and it will be uh, there'll be a clear out, and 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 a workout uh, amidst that time, and just to reset everything. Um, so you know, as you say, for everybody, you know, helping your dad, it's it's just it's so beneficial, and uh, I mean these the, the obviously we'll, we'll cover that in more detail. What what yeah. would you say? You know, in, in terms of the consequences of poor metabolic health the actual um you know what that can lead to yeah so obviously there's a lot of things so people should take their metabolically metabolic health seriously you know it, it leads to to obviously weight gain and obesity to poor metabolic health um insulin resistance diabetes yeah. um non-alcoholic fatty liver disease um cancer Alzheimer's disease and dementia, cardiovascular disease, like heart attack, stroke, um, even things like chronic kidney disease. And um, they're all things it leads to. And, and there's more that, you know, that's not everything. So, you know, it's, it's something you need to take seriously. It's, it's becoming more of a understood statement and kind of generalized term metabolic health. You know, if you go back 10, 20 years, I think people wouldn't have known what you were talking about. So it's becoming more popular, but people need to understand and, really appreciate how important it is because 
all of these conditions are metabolic. They're all lifestyle conditions and we can prevent them through looking after our metabolic health. And obviously there's also early signs of it. You know, obviously you said about if people want to get tested, but there's signs that can kind of tell you that you're metabolically unhealthy um, and maybe encourage you to go get those tests. So things like fatigue, you're suffering badly from fatigue, not just like I'm a bit tired after a poor night's sleep, but you know, fatigue, you have no energy in the day, brain fog, like bad brain fog, depression and anxiety, um, lack of endurance in exercise. So, you know, say you go to exercise and literally you can't do more than a couple of minutes and um, infertility and um, erectile dysfunction, acne, you know, skin conditions, chronic pain and um, increased appetite. All of these things, um, even even balding can be one as well, apparently. Um, but, you know, all of these things can be a sign. Now, it doesn't mean they definitely are. You know, you could have one of these, you know, and it, and potentially it's not. Um, that but especially if you've got a number of these it's probably worth checking out what your more metabolic health is um, and 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 having a look because you know the, the consequences as we just went through are pretty dire if you don't yeah yeah there, there's a lot there's a, a lot to unpack here because um there's people that have a few of these um specifically there's other people that will have more more of them or, or the majority of them, you know, I made an observation yesterday as well when I was on the when I was on the train just going to, um, you know, another it was another town uh, about half an hour away, and it was it was Saturday. Just everybody looked really tired, you know, and they they just they did they just looked you know that exhausted and you know the it it's it really is about. Um, you know, it's it, it's it's this stigma that it's oh, it's normal to just feel like that after a day. Well, it's it's not. If you actually put in uh, put the right things into your body and manage your health optimally, then you know you you'll not suffer for, for, from fatigue. You know, and that's that's one of the, that's one of the big ones, isn't it? You know, complete lack of energy, both mentally and physically, and um, also that that does affect we were to, we're talk, you just mentioned depression there as well you know that affects your mood um and that, then they therefore affects your self-esteem and then that that has a domino effect because then that affects how you carry yourself in the world and it affects your 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 work rate and your potential um for in, in everything that you do so you know there's we could actually have a good couple of I've did a few episodes to go through each one of these. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it 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 affects everything, like you said, absolutely. There's um I mean there's say that when you're looking at the risk factors for it, you know, things that are causing it, um, we have to look at there's one of the things is just a chronic overnutrition. And um, which again we've spoke about before. I think even last week Akis said my you know, my favorite phrase of it, which is overfed and undernourished. We're eating way more food than we've ever eaten and way more often as well. And it's got no nutrition in it. So we're eating all this food, but we're not giving ourselves nutrition. That's why we've got no energy and, and, and nothing like that. We're exposing ourselves to chemical. The food's processed. It's got chemicals in it that we've not been exposed to. The majority of substances in our, you know, what people call food today we humans have not been exposed to them for more than 50 to 100 years. You know, we don't even know yet the full ramifications of the long-term effects of it because it's not been long-term. You know, yeah. we're eating all this food that's, 
Now, this is why we talk about eating real food, just getting back to simple, basic food where you actually know what you're eating. Um, other things are we're more sedentary than ever as well. We're not, we're not moving. We're not exercising. Humans have always been active, you know, through, throughout time. And that doesn't mean hitting the no. gym because gyms are a recent phenomenon. Yeah. But, but we would be active outside. You know, we that's weren't it. as we were before. That's it. We were out. We were getting out in the, in the sunshine and the fresh air. We'd be walking. We wouldn't be sat for like four hours at a time. In fact, there was a really interesting study they did on, it might have been the Maasai or a different tribe. It was a tribe in Africa. And they basically, you know, people say, oh, yeah, they're in better shape because they're active all the time. And they, they tracked them for a while and they weren't. They were no more active. But what they did was when they would sit down, they sat around a decent amount in the day, but they would only sit down for about 20 minutes at a time and then they would be up and move. Whereas we will sit for like five hours not moving, you know, and then I move a little bit. So it's not about hitting the gym and, and doing loads of cardio and whatever. It's just about being active in your general life is enough. Going for a nice brisk walk and just, you know, if you're sat at a desk all day, every half an hour, just get up and walk, walk around the office, do a lap of the office and then come back. It's, yeah, you know, those, those simple things can, can help with it. Yeah, uh, or just get, get get a little bit of mobility in there. I'm also mm. big on mobility, um, especially with, uh, uh, you know, as a, as a my gymnastics background, but even just getting a little bit of stretching as well and, and just or get down and do do, do 20 push-ups. And it just gets the blood moving. And it's just, it, it, you don't think, it, you think it's, oh, that's just a lot uh, pointless, but it's not, it actually does make a positive difference. Absolutely. E exercise is just movement. You know, people think exercise and they think, you know, going for a long run or pumping iron in the gym, but exercise is just movement and we need to move more. And yeah. as you say, work on mobility and, and keep ourselves active. Small intermittent bursts um, throughout the day are, that's, that's a primal, more of a primal way. And that, that is the way that, that, that can alleviate these sort of problems. Um, yeah. what, what would you say in, in terms of um, effect on sleep, sleep deprivation, sleep quality? Yeah, so sleep's a huge one that affects our health more than most people realise and accept. And, and chronic sleep deprivation has, has kind of, it's almost become the norm for us. You know, pa parents will know the struggles of it. And, you know, people, when you're stressed, you don't sleep properly. People are up late working and on their phones and and it's just become the norm and it and it alters our ability to properly use our energy uh, yeah. which again goes back to where um with the glucose we're not using our fat for energy and then if we're not using our fat for energy we're storing it our glucose is higher as well from you know we have raised cortisol levels from not sleeping properly as well and that's gonna we'll then also raise insulin and we're basically we're not using fat and we're we've got high blood glucose and it's all just feeding into each other and it's, it's not, um, it's not a good thing. It's not conducive. Um, no. And then we look at our environments. We're exposed to all these toxins that, that we haven't been exposed to before, you know, which, which impair our mitochondria and whether that's ones in the air, whether it's like radiation, you know, things that EMFs from, from phones and computers and laptops and everything, um, you know, down to chemicals in the air and um, chemicals in the house, cleaning, products again all of this stuff this didn't exist 100 years ago and um, all the stuff we come into contact with every day um, even like shampoos and, and and shower gels and all of this stuff and um, a lot of beauty products that women use you know they've they've got a lot of chemicals in that that affect us and and we don't take that into account um yeah i'm i might just interject there yeah I, go. I, yeah I, 
I think shower gels is one of the biggest wastes of money. Uh, it, it it really is. I mean, you can just use just use soap, but it's all of these um, really colourful, um, high energy. Um, you know, very well mar- very well marketed. Um, that it's almost as though you need to use it in order to feel energetic. You know. Um, yeah, but actually, it doesn't really contain anything of use or benefit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it it doesn't, as you say, sticking to something basic like soap or using a natural product like tallow soap or something like that. The, these shower gels that you know they smell nice. You know, some of them smell like bubble gum flavor and whatever. But you know, what's actually in them and what and what are they doing to you? Um, yeah. so, I mean, uh, other risk factors causing it are um the majority of our. Yeah energy intake i won't say calories because we don't like to talk about calories on the show most of our energy in- intake is coming from ultra processed foods um and drinks ultra processed drinks as well you know yeah. we're not getting a lot of our energy from actual real foods which is what we should be and you know which is the kind of diet that we promote which is one where we are getting very nutrient dense energy dense foods so that's an issue for us because again it's all linking back to this fact that we can't use energy properly and it links on to all these other things. Then there's there's psychological stress as well with depression and anxiety. It's obviously rife. And like we said before about we have elevated cortisol, we have unbalanced hormones. Um, and again, it's promoting energy storage as, as fat. You know, it's promoting that fat storage again. Another negative. And eating late at night and snacking as well. Another thing, we snack nonstop. As we said before about we're eating rubbish foods, we're eating more food and we're eating it more often. And again, yeah. snacking all the time, what do we get? Higher levels of insulin higher levels of fat storage and it's all just linking together and making us more and more unhealthy yeah it's crazy the amount of snacking that people do it's everywhere all the time it's it's insane and people think that it's 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 just harmless but it really isn't that is having an effect on the processes within your body you can't develop processes in which to um access your fat stores and burn it and burn and allow your body to burn them for energy which is going to, which is going to release a lot of it's, it's essentially the pathway to so many health benefits but if yeah. you're continuously snacking you'll never be able to develop those processes it's almost like a tunnel digging that tunnel and developing that tunnel through to those stores there's that the tunnel isn't there so and you know this just leads to. I mean, it psychologically, of course, it leads it leads to issues people don't don't realise, but it does on your uh, your self esteem, your um, you know uh, your quality of sleep. Um, your people will feel that their anxiety levels will increase as well. It's it's all it's all tied in, and it all it's all stems from um, you know this constant snacking and this high sugar intake. Yeah, exactly. Like we said before about the intermittent fasting, you know, yeah. even if you don't, even if you don't change what you eat, if you just packed it into that small window and had a big fasting window, you'd see a good improvement in you in your health and, and your metabolic um, health numbers just from that. Yeah, and in terms of the blood sugar, how does that tie in with metabolic health? You know, if you're if you are metabolically healthy, what what is it that people should should look look for? And a metabolically healthy person. Yeah. So if you if you were to have a, a CGM, um, the constant glucose monitor, monitor, uh, and monitor your blood sugar, what you should see if you're metabolically healthy, what you should see is um, a minimal rise of glucose after eating. So 
you know, if, if you're eating a, if your metabolic health is poor and you're eating a massive carb filled meal, you're going to get a, a huge spike and um, which you don't want. So a, a minimal spike and you want it to come back to normal um, pretty quickly. So it'll be spike up and then come back to normal, but reasonably quick. And the, the opposite of that, the poor metabolic health is you'll get really big spikes and they will stay high for a long time. So big spike up and it takes a long time um, to get back to normal. And um, yeah. also being able to maintain your 24 hour glucose within a reasonably narrow range. So again, this is if you, you don't even really be able to tell this if you have a CGM um, and, and wear that for a couple of days. If, if your daily range is a, is a nice narrow range, that's good. You've got good glucose control if your range is big there's these big spike big dip and and it's a big range that means you're metabolically unhealthy because like we said before the body has all these systems to keep your blood glucose within this nice tight little range and if it's out of that for a lot of the time then you know you're metabolically unhealthy and then also having your fasting glucose low um is also good you you don't want um high glucose when you're fasted so if, you, if you've got that then that's better yeah, um, and negative signs are if your your basal yeah. glucose rate, which is what it is between meals, if that's high, um, that's bad because, like we said, if you're healthy, your glucose comes down nice and quick. But if it's staying high between meals, then you know that's that's not good. So they're the basic things that you would look for in them um, in your blood glucose. Really good, really good information there, Ryan. That's uh, and, and that also helps people, um, you know, de determine that the the. the uh, the signs, you know, to actually what signs to look for um, when uh, for, for good metabolic health and not good metabolic health, um, and what what those what those signs are. Um, what would you say are the main reasons and motivations for improving your metabolic health? Um, well, obviously, you're going to get you know improved health and make yourself a lot more unlikely to get those conditions. Yeah. Um, but you're going to see, you're going to see a lot of just general benefits as well. Again, I was running through some of this with my dad speaking to him earlier. He was already, it's been, only been a week or two. He was saying about just some random benefits he's, he's seen from it. And, and these are what you'll get from being more metabolically healthy. So stable and sustained energy is one, because obviously we yeah. said about poor metabolic health, you, you struggle with your energy. You're up and down. It's, it's glucose. You can't use fat and um, sharper memory. So again, you know, the brain fog's gone. You can think clearly, you can remember things. Um, sustained exercise endurance so you know you can exercise for a long time which again ties in with the stable and sustained energy you know you can just keep going and going which is how we feel when we're fat adapted yeah we can do that yeah and, and, that, and that is and that is a superpower because yeah. i've built that um yeah so, to interject there but uh you do feel like you, you you can just work for hours and hours even like past midnight at mine or she's still really high yeah it's so different i think it's until you experience it people don't really understand yeah. how different it is but everyone who goes through it really comments on it it's a noticeable difference that you it just really have is. that steady energy and it's not like you're it's not like you've taken a big dose of caffeine and you're buzzing it's you've just got energy there and you just know you can keep going um and and that's how we want to be and um, and also a fat burning ability which ties into yeah. the energy which yeah. is great for energy but also it's going to help you to maintain a good weight and not to have a high um, body fat because you're burning it all the time for energy. So, so it helps with that as well. Um, stable mood and decreased, you know, anxiety and depression, because again, cognitively our, our brain really wants to run mainly on, on ketones. 
that's its, yep. its better form of fuel rather than on glucose and also when we're not consuming all that glucose our hormones are nicely balanced everything's working smoothly um, and our brain works a lot better um, cognitively so that you're going to see that and um, clear skin and reduce wrinkles you know people's skin will clear up once they um, get their diet right and get their gut right and obviously as we said with the intermittent fasting autophagy that will get rid of wrinkles and loose skin because the the body will recycle and reuse those, those skin cells and um, improve fertility which is a big one um i think nowadays because fertility is a very big issue um, yeah. for a lot of people and diet and lifestyle obviously what we talked before about the chemicals are are also a cause for that um in makeup and beauty products but a lot is also the lifestyle and the diet that is causing infertility in both men and women so getting met metabolically healthy will improve that anyone who's struggling with fertility get your health in order first and that will that will make a huge difference there's lots of people that have struggled to get pregnant have in, started eating properly improved their diet and bam they they get pregnant conceive pretty much straight away and yeah, even so women even women who believe they've gone through the menopause and can't get pregnant they've gone onto an optimal diet and they've felt pregnant without thinking that they could even conceive so yeah it's um has a huge effect on that um improved sexual health in terms of um things like um, erectile dysfunction that's obviously you know an insulin resistance thing and pcos and other things like that in, in women and um, better functioning immune system you know when you're eating properly and you've got good metabolically health metabolic health you're less likely to get ill as you know yeah. as simple as that yeah uh -huh. exactly. we, we, we can both attest to that you know i, I hardly ever get ill um and and people around me get ill and i just and i you know seem to be fine because our body is is running perfectly metabolically healthy we can we can fight off and then obviously you know the other benefit is low risk of those diseases that we spoke about um and obviously that is a huge benefit and one that we should not take lightly because no. as we said that's what people die from nowadays that's what everyone everyone is dying from them the majority of majority of people you know will die from cancer heart disease or diabetes that probably probably those three majority of people will die from them so if you can eat and live in a certain way that is going to make you unlikely to get them that's a pretty sounds like a huge benefit to me yeah absolutely and uh, you know i know of, there's just been a lot of instances i've seen um especially in the last couple of years of people you know being being ill and and really struggling too too early in life you know in midlife and it's almost as if um you know that the, the people people around them will just put it down to just bad luck, and but it's not. It, there's a real um, lack of um, the, it's it's because of their lifestyle. It's because of their diet. It's almost yeah. certainly because of that. You know that uh, tweaking tweaking that will make a huge difference. And um, you know it is. It's. Um, that's why getting this information out is so, is so important because people do have a lot more power than they actually think if they are to do their things. Absolutely. That's a great point that you make. It's people do you, you have the power to change it yourself yeah. and it's not that difficult once you have the knowledge. And that, that's why we're trying to get the knowledge out there because once you understand how to do it, it's not that difficult. As you said, it, it's no. reasonably simple. It's, it, you know, it's a simple way of living. I don't have to put that much thought into what I eat. I imagine you don't either. I just, no. I'm, I'm set in my routine. I know what's good for me and what's not. And it's not hard. It, it's easy. Yeah. So definitely yeah. we, we want to empower people with that. And, we, and we've and we already seen this with the 30 day challenge. You know, people, 
especially the, a few of the people who have signed up that they're feeling better, more energetic, and and, and don't suffer from you know one or two of the things that they used to suffer from, which which is great. You know, all, Absolutely. all, all linked to the to the diet, to the what their eating habits and their lifestyle. Yeah, that's it. It's it's so simple. It's so, once it's broken down for you and 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 it's explained and you understand it it's it's so simple you know and it's as you say the 30 day challenge people have had great results as we said last week we're going to do another one in january as yeah. well because it, you know, it's yeah. been really successful and we've already had people signed up for the january one so that's going to be great people can start signing up for that now we, we've got the link on the website is for is now for the january sign up so if anyone's interested in that um sign up and yeah it's, it's so easy i think i think we were only a, a week in there's one specific guy who's had brilliant results he's been following it perfectly and one week in he was like you know what i'm converted and he's like this is how i'm eating for the rest of my life set yeah. up getting the great results feeling amazing he's like bam this is it that simple a weekend so that's that's the kind of results you can get yeah absolutely and we've already put out um some of these uh some of the feedback from uh, from him and the others on on stories and we'll continue to do that and i'm sure we'll have a couple of great um uh, reviews um, after uh, the 30 days um, and also this the, the, the next 30 day challenge is going to lead up nicely to the to the relaunch of the, the platform and the subscription service that we'll be we'll be covering um, you know uh, in the coming days and weeks so really excited about that yeah um, yeah absolutely we're, we're going to kind of have a little a relaunch of that a restructure of it and really try and focus on that on that educating people because that's what we really want to do is just educate people properly and how to so as we said we're going to have um episodes coming up with series so what we're going to do is we're going to tell people beforehand what it's going to be that week um and then if it's something that you suffer with um or even if you know someone who suffers with it or if you just have questions around it please feel free get your questions in so you can send your questions in we'll, we'll give details um, yeah. when we post about it um, and get your questions sent in and and we'll answer them on the episode we we want to equip people with the ability to tackle these health conditions themselves or or for their family and friends and and to know how to take back control of their their health so that that's going to be our aim over the next however many weeks that, that we continue doing it and also if you have a specific condition that's not been covered yet and you what you would like it covered send that in too we, we've got a big long list of ones we'd like to look at but um, we're open to more. We just want to educate and equip people as much as we can. Yeah, as well as the the, the offer of of actual um, of of more personalised coaching as well for those who really want that um, that to be to be held accountable and to just be given more more direction. Um, that is going to be open to to people as well for um, as as an offer as well. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. For for people, for some people, um, you know, just just you know, a bit of education and okay, yep, you've got this. You can you can improve your metabolic health. For some people that maybe are already struggling quite badly with with a condition and need a bit more, as you say, personalized help, we have the one to one coaching where we can work with you. But again, it's still it's it's an education. You know, the the goal, as I've said, whenever I spoke about this. You know, the goal is just to educate you and you go out on your own. We're not looking to be coaching people um, for, for yeah. six months, 12 months. It's we just want to educate you. Um, you know, it's like one, two, three months, something like that. What you, with Whatever you need, educate you to be able to control it yourself, get you to a point where you're confident, work with you 
have you making progress, getting to a point where you're like, yeah, you know what? I, I can do this on my own now. And that, and that's our goal. So for some people, just the education on the podcast will be enough for others getting a bit more in depth on the educational platform might do it. And for others, they need the one-to-one -one coaching, but whatever you need, we're trying to cover all bases and really just help people to get healthy. That's our goal. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, hope everybody found um, that new format really informative and beneficial. Um, what are the, um, just, just to wrap up, what are the, some of the, the conditions that we're going to, you know, address in, in future episodes? Yeah. So I think we're kind of still um, finalizing what we'll do, but definitely there's things like diabetes, cancer, you know, Crohn's autoimmune issues and like leaky gut and IBS, things like fibromyalgia, uh, especially because that's something where if you go to your doctor, you're not really going to get anywhere. You know, they don't really even know what fibromyalgia is. They just give it a name of when people are suffering stuff they don't know, but there's a lot you can do. So I think things like that and um, depression and anxiety, you know, mental health ones, say yeah. you know alzheimer's and dementia and adhd and autism you know especially in children because that is um something that can be affected a lot by their metabolic health their diet and lifestyle and um, you know children ch children's health is something close to my heart as well having kids myself so definitely one of that and then probably you know sort of sexual health and hormone balance fertility and um, probably on some thyroid conditions like hashimoto's and graves and and things like that um yeah so i, I think they're probably the main ones we'll release what we're going to do um next week our first one ahead of time as we say and you know any of them that you have and you'd like questions answered on get them sent in any yeah. illnesses conditions we haven't mentioned there and you want them covered send them in um in fact, so we'll put details on the podcast where you can send them but you can send them either to the, the email which is hwpoduk at gmail.com um, if you go on to our website, which is healthwealthuk.com, we're going to put a link on there where you can also submit questions for it. Um, and we'll put, put a link in the, in the podcast notes for that. So any of those ways, or I mean, even just DM us on any of our social media um, profiles as well, that, that will get to us. We read all of them. So yeah, any way you want to get in touch and, and we're going to try and help as many people as we can. Absolutely. Great. Uh, great way to wrap up there, Ryan. And uh, thoroughly enjoyed another uh, episode there. And um, as, as Ryan says, get the questions in. Um, we've got, you know, whether it's on the social media, the email, the website, whatever it is, and we will make sure that we include that um, in these upcoming episodes, uh, which I'm looking forward to. And um, of course, we will um, we will keep the guests coming to Yes. Yeah, that's it. It will probably be interlinked with, you know, we still have people on sharing their stories as well um, around the ones where we're, we'll try and educate. So it'll be it'll be a, a mix of both to keep people, uh, keep people on their toes, entertained yeah. and educated, hopefully. So, yeah, that'll do it for this week. Thank you again for joining me, Barry, and giving up some of your um, holiday time to <laughs> to to be here with us. And um, we will see we'll see everyone again next week. Um, and, uh, you know, we're going to continue to educate to help you and let's get optimal together.